The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If it's the weekend, it's time to have fun with your pet. But when it comes to technology, apps, and what's hot, you don't want to waste money or waste your or your pet's time. Welcome to Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. In today's show, Lorian and her guests will keep you in the know to keep your pet happy as well as you and your family. Now here's your host, Lorian Clemens. Happy Saturday, pet lovers. For today's show, you are going to join me on the floor at one of the largest veterinary conferences in the world. It's the North American Veterinary Conference. It happens once a year in Florida, and I was there this past week, and I was surrounded by veterinarians, vet techs, practice managers, companies, folks that provide the tools, medicine, research, all of these things that fuel veterinary medicine. They all came together for one incredible week of discovery sharing new inventions, all with the mutual goal of progressing animal health. It's my fourth time to attend this show, and I have to tell you, it was bigger and more impressive than I've ever seen. Almost 20,000 people attend the conference, and more than half of those are veterinarian professionals. And the exhibit hall, where I spent all three days that I was there, is over 410 thousand square feet according to my Bella Beat leaf which is the wearable tech that I wear it's like a much prettier version of a Fitbit I average 12,000 steps every day and a total of 17 miles walked in just 72 hours needless to say my dogs are barking uh, but most of the show floor was frankly stuff that most pet parents are never going to see It was CT scanners, MRI machines, x-rays of all shapes and sizes for pets of all shapes and sizes, lab equipment, uh, new things that provide critical barriers against biomedical toxins, advanced lighting that actually helps clean and sanitize the air above the operating table, and booth after booth of pet foods, dietary things, and pharmaceutical gear that is all um, aimed towards helping flea prevention, diabetes, cancer, arthritis, you name it, they were there and trying to um, work towards cures. So it was just really incredible. It took me three full days to walk every aisle. I simply didn't get a chance to talk to everybody I'd hoped to chat with, but I did talk to a lot of really amazing folks. And for the next hour, I'm going to focus on three conversations that I had with inventors of wearable tech for pets that is specifically geared towards pet health. Now, I know we've mentioned the fitness trackers and the GPS wearable devices on this show before, but the wearable tech that I saw at the show was a much different thing. It's much different purposed. Um, it's about gathering information about the pet's activities, especially for the purpose of monitoring pet's health along with your veterinarian. And I found three devices there that I thought really had great promise. Babblebark, Tracks, and Hayrex. So I'm going to play those three interviews for uh, that I had on the show in the next hour. And as you're listening to them, you'll quickly realize that they are indeed live on the floor. So you will hear murmurings of thousands of attendees in the background. You'll likely hear a whistle or two. There was a puppy sock 
soccer game going on way across the show floor. And frankly, you'll hear a lot of barking. Uh, it's kind of fun to hear everything that was going on in the bathroom, excuse me, on the <laughs> in the background. It was almost like you were right there with me. So up first, I spoke with Babel Park. We are on the floor at NABC, that's the North American Veterinary Conference, here in 2017 in Orlando, and I am with uh, Bill Rebozo. He is from Babel Bark, and at the show this year, they have introduced a brand new service that goes along with their existing Babel Bark device called Babel Vet. Welcome to the show. Welcome, thank you. And uh, Bill, um, this is really um, the big thing here, this wearable technology, we talked about it at CES a couple of weeks ago, it's really the big thing about using that wearable technology, but here at the show it is all about integrating it with veterinary services, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so, but the interesting thing I think is, and for my listeners who are, keep up with the news, is that one of these devices, this wearable tech called Voice, that's actually been around for probably the longest, and it was for, specifically for uh, watching pets' health, it recently dissolved and is, is no longer in business, and that's made people, uh, at least consumers, a little bit nervous about this technology. So can you address that and how BabelBark is approaching this? Absolutely. So there's a couple points I'd like to make. Uh, the first most obvious would be price point. Uh, so the voice device was around $200 with a monthly subscription fee. Right. Um, our device is only $30 with no subscription fee. Um, so obviously, you know, that's a huge piece of it. The second piece is we're trying to make it real practical for the pet parents. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to charge a device every week. You know, it's hard enough for me to remember to charge my own wearable, much less my dog's wearable. Right. Um, so one of the things we focused on is we need to have a long battery life. So our device has a battery life of up to six months. Um, so we're very careful about that. Um, the next thing we focused on is we're really good at software, but we didn't want to have to recreate hardware. You know, wearable technology, like you say, is so pervasive right now. Right. Um, it didn't make sense for us to go and design our own device. We worked with an existing company, Misfit, oh, okay. who was recently acquired by Fossil, and we're using their technology. So they have over a million of these devices in market. So it's a proven practical technology. Right. And I've got one here in front of me. It's really small. I mean, I'll, I'll show pictures on my blog of it, but it, it, is, it is not much bigger than a 50 cent piece. And it's incredibly light, and uh, it's pretty slick too. That that's great. So I think I think that is important. That price point is hugely important. I know a couple of people I actually talked to. They're like, I just bought a voice. Mm -hmm. I'm at a couple hundred, and what happens now? Uh, and that that is a that is a serious concern. And several of the other things that are debuting here at the show are not only a high price point, but they also involve a monthly fee for right. monitoring. So what what about that? Do you guys do monthly fee for monitoring? Uh, no, we don't do monthly fees whatsoever. Oh, that's good. That's going to be huge for for the consumer looking at it because they want to do something that's really going to help their pet, but also doesn't break their wallet. It's practical. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, the other thing that I want to talk about, and this is from my own personal experience I shared a little bit earlier in the show, when these uh, devices first came out, I had a hard time getting my veterinarians to try it. Now, granted, they were brand new on the market mm -hmm. two, three, four years ago. Uh, and so they're a little, as you said, it's more pervasive now. But um, and, and Carrie, uh, Dr. Carrie Marshall, who I believe you've been working with, mm -hmm. she did mention that you know in the recession there was a little bit of a, of a lag behind this technology that was coming out, and then the veterinarians getting involved with it. So how has that changed, and how are you guys dealing with that at Babelbart? Sure. So we approached it a little differently. Whereas, for example, Voice, they were distributing through the veterinarian, so the veterinarian had to be trained on the device, how it mm -hmm. works. They had to support it. They had to sell it. Um, then they had very specialized software that they could use to read the information that was collected from that device. So it was the veterinarian's responsibility to support, sell. They had to be the salesperson. Exactly. Um, whereas we're approaching it differently. Um, our device is sold directly to the pet parent. It can also be sold through the veterinarian, but there's no support for the veterinarian. 
veterinarian. What happens is um, the pet parent chooses to share the information with the vet before the time of visit, so they generate an email from within our application that contains a link. Uh, the vet can click on that link from a mobile application, from a desktop, whatever it might be, and then they're, um, uh, they're directed to a portal, an online portal, that shows all the information we've collected about that dog. Not only the activity history, and very visual, easy to use graphs, but we know the kind of dog food they use, we know the ingredients of that dog food, we know how often that dog receives our medical dosages, mm -hmm. the frequencies. There's a medical pet journal built into the application, so every time their dog might be sick, they can take pictures and they can collect a medical journal. And the ideal is that vet doesn't have to do anything except click on a link. Okay, that's great. And and so it, it, it's more than just a, a, a veterinary communication tool, uh, because I don't think that many people would actually go out and just buy, oh, I'm going to buy this tool for my for my vet. Why are they buying it in the first place? I mean, what what's the draw? Oh, well, for a number of reasons. It's, uh, it's, it mirrors how people use wearable technology for themselves, mm -hmm. right? Like, I have a Fitbit, and I think it's pretty cool. I like to get my activity going, and I see I've made seven days in a row, six days in a row. You know, uh, I want to keep that streak up. It, it makes me go out and exercise more often, and we're doing the exact same thing with pets. We're making it fun. Hey, if you reach your goal six out of the past seven days, you know, you're going to get awarded a badge. You're going to get something, you know, uh, to keep that kind of excitement going. And when we find that uh, people really do like the idea of meeting these goals and going out and walking our pets in, they feel good, and they have a visual sense of, look, I, I've met my goal two weeks in a row. I, I feel gratified. Right. How do I mentally know that I walk my dog a lot, but I know for a fact that I've met my activity goal for two, week, three, four weeks, three, four weeks. So it's like a straight. game type of exactly. thing. Exactly. So, so in, a, in some ways, the initial product, the Babel Bar product, is a little bit like a whistle that, that people are very familiar with, Indeed. Right? Indeed. I would say just a few differences. Um, our fitness monitor is an upgrade to our software, right? So you can still use our application without the fitness monitor. Here for your medical reminders, we integrate with PIM software so you can download all your vaccination records. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the device itself is an optional way, upgrade. PIM software, make sure that it, yeah, we... Uh, sorry, practice management software. So, so that's what the veterinarians use to maintain all your vaccination records, your medical right, dosages, okay. yep. all that good stuff. Yep. So what we do is we pull that information directly from the, uh, the practice management software so you don't have to wonder when your next vaccinations do. You don't have to wonder when your next appointments do. That's built right into the app and you don't need to buy anything with that. That's a free software that we provide. So it's just the 30 bucks out of the gate and then that so it, then that begs the question how are you making money? Um, so What's interesting is we have an opportunity to make money from the three different legs of the stool we have. So we have Babel Bark, the mobile application. Um, what we do is we sell the fitness monitor as an optional upgrade. We also have the Babel Bark Prime membership. So for $50 a year, what we'll do is we'll send you a, a gift box for your dog's birthday or adoption day. We'll give you a tile on the mobile app to give you access to a 24-7 vet hotline. Mm. Um, and we also do like an ambulatory kind of system within the app. So if your dog's ever lost, we have their microchip ID, we have their picture. We'll broadcast an ambulatory to all the shelters in the area from where you push the button mm -hmm. on the phone will also notify any other Babel Bark users in the area that there's a lost dog, this is their name, this is their picture, this is their microchip ID. So those are all optional upgrades for the pet parents. Uh, for the veterinarians, we charge them uh, $99 a year. Uh, that gives them access to the portal to see all the statistics we collect on that animal, but it also gives them us the ability to pull all the information from their practice management software. So the next time you call and say, hey, look, can you fax my medical records to my border? They can say, look, just download the Babel Bark app. Right. And it's automatically going to come with that. Is that 99 for the veterinarian? Is this $99 per year per pet or for the whole practice? No, that's $99 a month for the whole practice. A month for the whole practice. That's okay, correct. so it's not a year, a month. Okay, mm -hmm. got it. All right, good. And, then, and so you, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of backtracking into a couple of the other devices that I've seen here at mm -hmm. the show. Uh, some of them uh, track different types of activity. What, what, is, what is actually tracked with sure. the Battle Bark um, device? So what we do is we collect something called activity points. Um, because with dogs, you can't measure steps because the, 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 the gait of a dog is going to be completely different. Sure. Um, 
Um, and you can't measure active time because, you know, the activity time of a, of a Labrador relative to an English Bulldog can be very different. Sure. So we use something called activity points and it's pure kinetic motion of the device. Um, and then what we do is, you know, so we'll measure that pure kinetic motion. So on average, my dog, he's eight years old, he's 100 pounds, he, on a good day, is about 750 points a day. Mm. Um, and the cool thing is, is we can normalize that. So as you go through, if you get the device, we can tell you exactly how many points to expect based on your dog's breed, based on their age, and based on their weight. Awesome. Great. Well, okay. So... Uh, two things uh, to wrap this up because we're running out of time. Where can they f get the app? Mm -hmm. Is it you can just go to the uh, Apple Store, the Google Play Store, and search for Babel Bark. Okay, B -A -B -E -L -B -A -R -K. fantastic. B A B E L B A R K. Perfect. We'll have that on our website. Okay. And then also, if they want to upgrade to the device, where do they get that? Uh, just go to our website. We have a store right there. Okay, fantastic. And anything else that you want to share with us before we wrap up today? Uh, no, I really appreciate the time. This is great. And, and and for those of you who've been listening and you hear stuff in the background, remember we are live on the floor at NAVC uh, 2017. We'll be right back in just a couple minutes on Pet Lover Geek with more fun, fabulous stuff at the show. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space in all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1 866 472 5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to petlovergeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. 
And we are back on the floor at NAVC, that's the North American Veterinary Conference in Orlando, Florida. And we're really excited today. We have Joe Young. He's the Chief Operating Officer of AGL. And he um, is here to debut a brand new product. It's another one of the wearable technologies that we've been talking about today that uh, can help your veterinarian get great data about what's happening with your pet. And they're introducing this product in a special strategic uh, partnership with Hill Science Diet. It's called the Vet Tracks, and Joe, we are really excited to have you here with us. Right, it's great to be here today. Terrific, and, and uh, just for the people that are listening at home, you uh, might hear in the background some cheering. There's a soccer game going on with puppies. <laughs> yes, only in the pet industry. <laughs> so if you hear that going on, that's what's going on. Okay, so let's let's start uh, let's start with what kind of the buzz on the street is on right now with this industry of pet wearables, specifically pet wearables in the veterinary space, and it's the recent demise of voice. Uh, you know, folks um, that had the voice, it's no longer going to be supported. They've gone out of business. And it makes people a little bit nervous about this particular seg segment of the industry. So what's, what's your response about what do you What's your approach? You know, Lorian, you hate to see any organization not make it. And, right. And we'll start with there. It's, it's being, being in the entrepreneurial space, you, you hate to see something not make it. But that's, that's the nature of the business as well. Frankly, over the last three years, as we've been developing vet tracks and, and contemplating how we bring the product to market, how we would leverage the market, and what our business model is all about, we, we've been busy working on that and frankly don't understand a lot about what voice is all about. Mm -hmm. um, we, we never tracked them that closely. I will say that from a, from afar, it did look as though they were they struggled a little bit to find themselves and how they would position themselves mm -hmm. in the market. And from that perspective, we really feel like it validates our business model. Right. Um, from the very beginning, we've, we've seen the veterinarian as a cornerstone in this space. They, there's a lot of data. There's a lot of unknowns. We're pioneering some things that people have never been able to see before. Right. And helping the pet owners understand what that really means, not only from an analytical standpoint, but when you marry those analytics with the biology that's involved here, the science that's involved, I think it's critical that we have that veterinarian in the corner of in the corner of this space. And we've went, we've had that as a cornerstone of our business model. Uh, vet tracks will be available only through veterinarians. Uh, and we don't see that as actually as a limitation. We actually see that as a very strong positive. Right. Yeah, because because that relationship that people have with their veterinarians about the health of their pet is, is really key to understanding why this can be such an incredible technology. No, you're exactly right. We, we truly believe that there has to be a collaboration, not only with the, with the veterinarian, but with the pet owner, and provide information out there that gives them a common goal to work from. It's a common, um, maybe even a common denominator. Uh, understanding what the pet doing and having that uh, that inf information available to both of those parties mm -hmm. helps them collaborate in a way that they've never been able to before. Right. One of the challenges veterinarians have always had is trying to extract information out of the pet owners who may or may not see their pet 24-7. And it's all anecdotal, too. It, it really is. <laughs> right. So they, they, and my family is a great example. I'm part of an entrepreneurial venture. I'm rarely home. My wife's a school teacher and two teenage daughters that are never home. Mm -hmm. And we have two parts of our family, two furry parts of our family, uh, that when something happens, the veterinarian asks us, what's going on? And we can't always tell them. Well, we're not exactly sure, but we think that this is what he's doing, and we don't think he's sleeping well, but we're not sure. That's exactly and, right. Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. So so, so let's let's move that segue into, tell me about Vetrex specifically. There are, everybody's familiar with, with you know, the, the fitness trackers that are out now for dogs and stuff, but what does it make it different? What's the differentiators here for them? Well, this is the part that we're so excited about, because within any technology play, there is a continuum from the starting point to wherever that 
uh, product may evolve to over time, over many iterations. We truly believe that we're in another generation of these technologies now because of the capabilities that we're bringing to the marketplace. Up to this point, no one has been able to distinguish the difference between some, some very interesting parts or behaviors such as running and scratching and shaking. Mm -hmm. uh, and there'll be many more of those kinds of behaviors as we annotate them and develop them over time. What that does is it gets us away from just high energy expenditure versus low energy expenditure, which, is, which typically is interpreted into running or walking or resting. Right. We take it to a whole nother level where we can very definitively detect what that dog is doing at any given time, which helps the practitioner and the pet owner understand um, if there's a treatment necessary for uh, some kind of a, a disease state or some kind of an anomaly or some kind of a uh, something that's going on with the pet, right. uh, they're able to measure whether or not those treatment processes are working. And if they're not, make some changes in real time so that the pet doesn't have to suffer any longer than, than necessary. So the actual hardware device, and I, I, I seen, I've seen it here at the show, it's pretty small, um, it, 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 but it's still, it, it's still, you know, a couple inches wide and there's yeah. a lot of tech inside of it. So what, so my guys are geeks that are listening to this, so what kind of tech is inside of it? You got Bluetooth, obviously. Yeah, let, let, well, let's talk about the, the, the size of the sensor to start with. And one of the design concepts that we had very early on with our market research with pet owners was don't give me another collar to put on my dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and, and honestly, uh, that we thought that was a very easy concept to start with, but it really turned out to be a very challenging design concept because we needed to be able to be um, usable any, anywhere from a 3 8 inch collar for a very small dog mm -hmm. to something well over an inch for some of our largest dogs. Mm -hmm. um, with, with, it could be leather collar, it could be nylon, it could be a number of things. But we've designed a, a system that allows us to do that. So no matter what collar is on that dog, we're able to apply our sensor and, and a fist our sensor to that collar and make it highly functional. Right. Um, now let's talk about what's in the sensor. There's some things here, as you might guess from a technology standpoint, <laughs> that we're not going to talk about today. Oh, shucks. <laughs> but, but I will tell you, uh, there, there, in, a, in a bit more of an abstract terms, we, sa we sample data at a very, very dense layer. Mm -hmm. uh, much, much more dense than is available out there today. That gives us the capability. That and, and multi-dimensional data gives us an opportunity to, to identify these behaviors at a level that have not been able to before. So it's it, like the software that behind is, is almost as important as the hardware that's in the, the well, device. Well, and actually both of them are very important. The, the ability to sample at that level is certainly a hardware issue as well. Uh, we're, we're collecting an enormous volume of data that goes from the sensor to the cloud via a Wi-Fi network. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You mentioned Bluetooth. We actually have a low-energy Bluetooth component to this where the app that the pet owner utilizes we call it our VetTrax pet owner app, uh, mm -hmm. cleverly. But it actually gives us an opportunity with that app, whether it be a, an iOS device or an Android device, to, we connect the sensor to the cloud network, the, to the Wi-Fi network, excuse me, via Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. So we push credentials to the, to the uh, sensor that configures it on any Wi-Fi network. And at that point, the connection between the app and the sensor is severed and they don't connect e any further. The, the data goes from the sensor to the cloud through the, through the Wi-Fi network, and then is pushed back to the veterinarian's portal and to the pet owner's app 
uh, with analytics or information almost right. simultaneously and almost in real time. Well, and, and I remember ye from yesterday when I, at the launch, when I, the, the interesting thing to me, which is different from what several of the other ones out there, is that the battery is only about a five to seven day? Actually, four, 14 we're, days? We're what? seeing an average of 14 days. 14 days, okay. Um, and we say average, uh, a lot of times people put an absolute number out there on battery life, and that's, it's, frankly, it's not possible. Right. right. Um, but we're seeing uh, on an average of about a 14 days. What the variability is, is there is how active is the dog? Mm -hmm. and what, what quality of Wi-Fi connection you have. Mm -hmm. The biggest expenditure of battery life is, is the result of the sensor trying to connect to the Wi-Fi network. If the connection is poor and it takes longer to, to transmit the data, you expend more battery time. Right, and especially, so if you're also uh, out of town, you've got the dog on a camping trip or something like that, what is it, the data storing? What happens there? That's a, that's a great part of that. In spite of the enormous volume of data we're collecting, we have somewhere between five to seven days, and again, it's the reason we give a range is that there's some variation around sure. dogs. But if you're out of town for a week, the dog collects the data on a, on a, a memory chip on the sensor right. and then is unloaded or uploaded as soon as you regain the Wi-Fi connection. And so you're not losing that, that interruption of data. Exactly. That, that, which is important, especially if you're looking at a medical condition. Absolutely. So now tell us, so we don't have a lot of time here yet, but how do people get this? This isn't something, as you mentioned, it's not something you can go over to your local pet store and get. How do they get it? Well, they get it through their veterinarian. And, and one of the things that I'd guide them to is vettrax.com is our new website. It goes into great detail about uh, the pet owner's uh, interaction with the system and with their veterinarian. Um, and we expect it to be in a lot of veterinarians' practices very quickly here. Right. Uh, but if it's not, let us know, and we'd love to reach out to the practice and, and get and, them on board. And there's a there's a relationship with Hills specifically. Tell me a little bit about that with the time we have left. The, the, we have a wonderful relationship as a startup business, having 180 representatives out there in the field for us uh, uh, Populating the, the veterinary practices with our product was a great idea. But we understand that there's also some pet owners that may or may not uh, utilize the pet nutrition from Hills, and they, they're, they're welcome to use our product as well. Uh, we have a number of programs for them in that regard. The one real positive scenario, though, is if they utilize the, the prescription diet product, uh, the monthly monitoring fees are waived. Uh, right, and those monthly product. monitoring fees are $16.95. Okay, so. We, people need to know where they can get this. I mean, like you mentioned before, this is not something that they can get from their local pet store. So if they're interested in Vetrax, how are they going to get it? They get it through their local veterinarian. Uh, okay. we, we launched the product yesterday. It may take some time to get filtered into the marketplace, but we anticipate the uptake to be very quick uh, across the country. And if, if their veterinarian doesn't currently have Vetrax in their inventory, um, they, they can certainly request it through the veterinarian or go to Vetrax.com. Let us know where they're at, where the veterinarian is, and we'd love to reach out uh, to the veterinarian as well. And then there's a relationship with Hills that, that is truly beneficial to the pet parent. Can you tell me about a little bit with that? It is. We, we've, our strategic partner is Hills Pet Nutrition. They've launched a product right on top of our launch here uh, called Smart Care. And what that really is is a fusion between our technology and, and some very compelling uh, diets. Uh, if the pet owner utilizes those diets, they literally can rebate the cost of the monthly monitoring fee, which is $16.95 typically. Uh, and they can rebate all of that and, and have the monitoring fees for free. Yeah, that, that's huge. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Joe. It has been a pleasure having you today among the barking dogs and everything <laughs> like that. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll be right back on Pet Lover Geek. We've got a little bit of more talk from here at NAVC, so hang tight. We're a Pet Lover Geek on Voice America Variety Channel. News. News. 
counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And we are back on the floor of NAVC. That's the North American Veterinary Conference. We're here in Orlando. And today we are talking about all the amazing wearable tech that is here that is specifically geared towards helping you communicate with your veterinarian to let them know what's going on with your pet when they're uh, ill or in a situation, maybe monitoring a a specific treatment plan. And today, uh, right now, we're going to be talking to the folks at Hayrex. I've got with me uh, three people from Hayrex. I have Phil Cunningham. He's the International Sales Director. We have Nathan Lawrence, the CEO of Hayrex, and Desiree, Desiree excuse me, Howell, uh, who is the marketing manager. And we're going to start with you, Desiree. If you can kind of give us a, a little bit of an insight into how Hayrex has, you know, responded to or how they feel about the recent demise of voice. We've talked to a couple of people about that on the floor here. You know, the company went out of business. What does that mean for you guys? Well, first of all, thanks for having us over today to come and talk to you. But, um, you know, honestly, the feedback that we're getting from this company has been able to give our company and what we do um, with Hayrex a platform to really accelerate a service based technology um, that's going to be incorporated into clinics to provide service, um, not just on the home side of things, but more from a vet standpoint and mm-hmm. provide better diagnostics um, in 
in-clinic treatment differentials um, to help us make clinical decisions and pharmaceutical decisions, you know, with these name brand companies that are here in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're excited to, um, you know, really get the feedback from the clinics that have used the voice before. It's given us some trial and error to, you know, really know how to combat um, working with our product and our technology and introducing the benefits of using KREX on the user end. So you were able to look at some of the challenges that maybe voice was having and say, hey, let's, uh, let's apply those lessons that we can all communally learn. Absolutely. Awesome, great. And so what's the approach? What's the difference been as far as you guys do? Because there's, like I said, there's several out here on the, on the uh, floor. What has your approach been to um, developing this product? Our entire approach has been to make sure, first of all, that we've got total credibility behind what we're actually putting into the marketplace. Right. So we've spent a long time, many years, actually doing our R&D. We've then worked with universities and researchers to make sure that what we are actually representing to prospective clients works mm-hmm. and that they would back it mm-hmm. um, in terms of a reference. Um, we've then um, made sure that what we've developed is actually of use and utility in a veterinary uh, clinic sort of environment. Rather than saying, here's a whole lot of data, go and work out how it works for you, we've actually developed use case modules that enable a veterinarian without any real, really significant addition of time to use the tool to make valuable decisions in the care of the animal. So the data of analysis, a lot of the data analysis has already been done for them. Absolutely. What we do is we provide a very much a plug and play service. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a two year battery life on our monitors. So there's no fiddling around with changing or recharging batteries. The other thing with that is it provides totally uninterrupted data. So, uh, and then there is a, a, are essentially modules that are click um, that to set up. Mm-hmm. and then you could, the vets can actually leave it. Often also in the veterinary environment, the vet techs do the setup. It's a literally a two minute mm-hmm. um, process for each animal. And then everyone can leave it and the platform and the algorithms that we've developed over the years do the analysis for us and present back data when necessary. Well, so you guys have been around for a while now, right? How many years? We, um, the, the company started approximately six years ago, so mm-hmm. it was very, very early in the wearable technologies sure. piece. Um, the, the history of the, the company's had, a, had an interesting twist in that the, the founder, who was a scientist, actually based in New Zealand, um, he uh, passed away very suddenly mm-hmm. uh, during the process of development. A new team came on board and, and picked it up and has now developed what we believe and the feedback that we're getting is it very much a, a leading service in, in the industry. Okay, and so when you're taking it into, say, a new veterinarian, um, so I'll, I'll give this question to you, Phil. Um, what, what's the response been? How, how, how are they embracing the technology? I know that in some cases from folks I've talked to that veterinarians are like, hey, we got a lot on our plate. There's a lot coming at us. There's new developments in, in science and therapies coming along. We can't keep up with everything. So what's the response been for this new technology coming in? The response has been great. I mean, as Nathan alluded to, I mean, the techs are the ones who use this on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I'm, I'm told that vets can be a little bit resistant to change. I've heard that too, yeah. <laughs> and that's a good thing because, you know what, that means that they're actually questioning what, what the technology is walking through the door. So right. it allows someone like me, because I'm not just dealing with veterinarians in terms of whether it be a general practice, a specialist, or a surgeon, 
but also through rehab clinics across the country, as well as, for example, dog training facilities. Mm -hmm. So it's a wide range of people that we're talking to and who are now using the Hayrex product. The, the general approach really that we take, it's about the personal connection that we make with the people we're talking to. So I think the fact that we're reasonably flexible and have an ability to adapt to their own environment, whether it's a particular part of the country or an area of uh, the industry that they specialize in. Right, so it's a little bit more, it's not like a one platform fits all type of thing. You mentioned, Nathan, that there's different modules that can go in and things like that. So it feels like it's maybe a little bit more customizable. Yeah, what we've really tried to do is get feedback over a very long period of time in different territories as to what the end user, being in this case the veterinarian, mm -hmm. really needs to add value to their care process. One of the drivers for them is compliance, to maximise the compliance with the care that they've prescribed. Right. Um, so, and also as, as we've all alluded to really, is to make sure that it's not a, a huge burden on them in terms of setup and process within their existing um, process, uh, care processes. The other thing that they've focused on a lot is, is uh, management of pain, mm -hmm. post-surgical or treatment recovery. Mm -hmm. So what we've done is rather than saying, well, yep, everything's looking great in terms of a flood of data, to actually allow them to choose something to turn on for a specific treatment. Mm -hmm. And that takes away the, it, it makes basically the overall service a lot clearer for them, the outcomes clearer. And on top of that, we actually have offered the service in a way that allows the um, the hospitals to generate new revenue streams as well. So we've, we've tried mm -hmm. to really think right across the board as to not burdening them with time, not burdening them with information and data, right. and not burdening them with just with the cost, but to actually give them an, an ability to get a return on all of those things. So let's talk about that, because the, the revenue, you brought up revenue, and um, as a, this is a consumer show, right? People that are listening to this, they're pet parents, so what, what is the cost? I mean, sur surely this is not something they're getting for free? <laughs> no, no, we tried the free model, and um, that doesn't usually doesn't work. work. yeah. Um, <laughs> essentially, what we do is we, we sell the service as a package to the veterinary hospitals, and they then can offer the service to their clients in a way that actually suits their business model and their speciality. So for example, if there is a surgeon who undertakes regular surgery, yeah. he will include often the cost of the unit to the, to the patient uh, in the surgery fee. Mm -hmm. So there may not be any additional fee to the, um, to the patient or the, to the client. It's wrapped into the... It's be wrapped into it. Now right. it's up to them to do that or, or not. Or to have it a separate. Yeah. Others may say, well, um, to a certain patient, well, you've got a dog that has a propensity for arthritis. Right. So we want you to buy this unit outright, and that could cost anywhere from, say, $150 to $200 range. It all depends on how they... Okay, they so this is something it. that they can have as a, 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 a temporary basis for just yep. that care of that, or they could do it a long-term long permanent basis. Um, yeah, so we do have um, our short-term monitoring that we, you know, are really focused on getting veterinarians to adopt and utilize the service within the clinic. However, for more long-term weight management cases, um, you know, our hip dysplasia patients that, you know, just come in chronic long-term pain mm -hmm. management, um, you know, those cases, we do make it available to um, the vets to retail the service within their clinic. Okay. So then they're also able to utilize, you know, a little bit of the retail, generate revenue by monitoring those vets at home and it allows the pet parent to be able to access you know 24 hours a day seven days a week on a weekly monthly and a rolling basis just how well overall their pet's doing 
Okay, so let me let me ask this, um, and we don't have much time left. We have some time. Uh, differentiators above and beyond some maybe the other ones that we've heard. What, why should people go in and ask for this? Hey, ask for the Hayrex rather than say one of the other ones that we've heard about today. Okay. Well, the first thing that we've we have touched on a little bit is that there are use case modules. So your pet can be cared for with uh, remote monitoring with Hayrex for specific, its specific needs. And at the end of the day, it's all about improving the care of the mm -hmm. pet. Um, the other thing that is, is a real differentiator is the two-year battery life that mm -hmm. we provide. Um, it takes away the logistical issues of recharging. It means that there is uninterrupted data, and that is of value to both the pet owner and the veterinarian right. for data accuracy mm -hmm. and therefore, um, the, again, improving the care. Um, the other thing that's very, very good is that we have um, a very long range to our base station and we've got the ability to store data when the dog is out of range. So that means, for example, if, particularly from a pet owner's perspective, if the pet owner is away and, or, and the dog is at a kennel or elsewhere, you can actually, the pet owner can actually see, and again with uninterrupted data, exactly how that pet behaved and was treated, how it slept. Maybe um, what the differences at, are from being away from home and at yeah, home, that type yeah, of thing. Behavioural yeah. um, sure. issues that may arise. They can see all of that again on an accurate basis and they don't have to worry about the battery going flat while they're away. Right, great. Well, this is great. This is good stuff. And thank you guys so much. I wish we had more time to talk, but unfortunately we don't. Uh, set radio uh, schedules here and all. Thank you again for coming, for, uh, Phil and Nathan and Desiree from Hayrex. Um, we're going to be right back in just a minute to wrap up the show. You've been listening to Pet Lover Geek on voiceamerica.com. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. 
VoiceAmerica.com. This is Pet Lover Geek with Lorian Clemens. If you'd like to connect with the show today, please call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? You can also send an email to PetLoverGeek at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the studio. I hope you had as much fun listening to those interviews that I did on the floor as I did doing them. It was really great being there and learning about these really awesome new devices to help us improve our pet's health. But I want to talk a little bit about these three devices that we just met in the last hour and some of my first impressions. First, I want to talk about, um, and this frankly applies to all the wearable tech that's out there, What we're seeing is just the tip of the iceberg. It is the beginning of this process and development. There is so much room for growth in this segment of the industry and, frankly, improvement. I've been watching wearable tech a lot the last few years. The first devices started coming out, you know, three, four, five years ago. and, And then there were some notable drawbacks that people talked about. And some of those drawbacks still exist. Uh, and I think they're going to affect these devices. First and foremost, you're dealing with creatures that are mostly dogs, some cats, who have no idea what it is that you're putting on them. They've got no buy-in, they've got no agreement, no understanding of why they're wearing this device. In some cases, they just know it's something that's really bothering them on their collar. Now, some of that's been addressed by size, and it's really great to see that these things are getting smaller and smaller, and the way that they're attaching to the collars is getting better and better, and that's great. But one of the things that you you still have to take into consideration is that some dogs are going to get those things off their necks. I've actually seen this happen. They get it off the collar. They chew them up to pieces. And that is a little bit of danger that's there. So I'm looking forward to continuing to see the improvements on the way they attach it to the collar and how it feels on the dog so that they handle it better. I've also watched my own dogs run out into the rain while wearing their devices and throw themselves into mud puddles and I've even had devices that got water in them that claimed to be water resistant. And it's not necessarily because I let the dogs go scuba diving or something. It's just because they ran out into the lake. We got them back in quickly, but they failed. So that kind of thing can happen. Your pet isn't going to think much about it. It's kind of like, you know, I guess if you wanted to jump into a, a pool at a party and you forget that your cell phone's in your pocket, that kind of stuff is going to happen with pets. Um, So that's a consideration. Now, does this mean that you shouldn't bother or that companies shouldn't even bother? Absolutely not. Not at all. It's just something you want to keep in mind if you choose to purchase one. Also know that if it does fall off the collar, your pet's going to have no interest in helping you find that thing. Now, if it's a GPS device, obviously you can use uh, the GPS stuff to try to find it. But with these health things, um, they they may not be easily found. You don't know. So uh, just something, again, to, to think about. And also, when you do get these devices, make sure sure you absolutely follow the manufacturer instructions on how to attach them. Sometimes it's a little tricky, but it's really important that you follow it so that they do stay on the collar as much as possible. Next, and and this is maybe the reason that voice, the device that we mentioned a couple of times in those interviews, didn't succeed. It just went out of business, which was, um, for some people that were inside the industry, wasn't a big uh, shock, but for people outside the industry, 
was a shock. And a lot of people were actually left holding this device that they'd paid for that they now couldn't use. I wonder how much of it is, is because this device, unlike a whistle or a GPS device, requires the buy-in from a third party, notably your veterinarian. So frankly, with the exception of the Hayrex, which has been out for a few years now, these devices are new to market. Uh, the jury is still out. I actually talked to a couple of veterinarians about these devices, and there was, you know, there was mixed reactions to them. Some of them are really excited about the future of this and what they, what uh, potential they hold, but they're not really sure they're where they need to be. They're worried about how much time it's going to take uh, them uh, to do. And one of them said he actually tested a couple of devices, two of, uh, well, excuse me, one of which is actually one of the people I talked to. And he said, well, all he found out was that the dogs that he had it on spent most of the time sleeping. And he got very little information that he felt as a veterinarian was going to help them. So I... I also had that same reaction when I was trying to take a voice device and a Hayrex device over a year ago out to veterinarians to find vets that would help me test them uh, for the show and for um, the blog, and I couldn't find one. I couldn't find a clinic that was willing to invest that time. Now, admittedly, that was over a year ago. The market is changing. There's a lot more information out there. So I think the reception will probably be warmer now, especially since there are more devices that are out there now. And that does help, you know, educate your market as to what's available. It's not uncommon for an audience to take a bit of time to be ready to accept new technologies. And in the case of these veterinary advances, I, I imagine that it's really overwhelming. Uh, just you can see at the show, there's a vast range and volume of new advances coming at them every day from all sorts of different segments of the pet industry. So I'm really eager to see, um, to watch how all this plays out and the sort of adoption and integration these devices have into standard veterinary care. I think it's going to take several years before we get there because certainly the possible applications of this wearable technology in advancing how we treat our pets is incredible. It's exciting. I hope this really takes off because some of the stuff that you can see from the, the testing that they've done is so exciting and I think it really changed the way we treat our pets um, for certain medical ailments. So finally though <clears throat> I'm really curious to see how each of these distinct approaches are going to work because they are very distinct approaches and I'm eager to see which one takes a hold of market share and stays in the market for the long term you've got Babble Bark, which is a really low cost um, device it's like well, I think it was $30 it's direct to consumer the consumer has to buy it themselves it's not something that they get from the vet and it has a mid-range battery life about six months they actually mail you a battery when it's uh, starting to go low so that's that's cool and it integrates with other non-veterinary providers which the other two devices we talked to today don't um, so that's really interesting there's this notion of the pet care ecosystem with a device as the hub that on paper it looks to have a whole lot of promise and as a pet parent I'm, I'm kind of excited about that but I'm a geek <laughs> and I don't know that a, uh, I don't know really don't know if a lot of other people a lot of other pet parents are going to embrace that like I will. Uh, so I'm excited to see how that will play out. You've got Vettrax <clears throat> and Hayrex that are working exclusively with veterinarians. So the flip side is that that adds a great deal of trust. I mean, I'm much more likely to purchase something that my vet says, hey, this is really the standard of care. This is really the best thing you, you can use to track uh, ailment XYZ. 
And I frankly think that that might help soften the blow of the fact that both of these devices are rather expensive, as was the voice before. Um, it's They're well over $100. <clears throat> and in some cases, they have a monitoring fee of, you know, $15 or more a month, much like the GPS devices. So it's a, a monetary investment that some pet parents, frankly, may not want to make. But having your veterinarian as as part of that and encouraging to do that, I think might help them that there. The other thing is, is that they have completely different battery profiles and approaches. You've got the Bevel Bark, like I mentioned, has six months. They send you a new one when it's starting to run low. You've got Vet Tracks, which is a shorter uh, couple of uh, weeks. But I like that the fact that it is completely rechargeable. I don't have to throw away a battery and put in a new one. Um, for for my, my own way of living and the way I like to live, rechargeable devices are, are really important to me. And I love the fact that the Vet Tracks has a standard charger. Thank goodness. I mean, I love it when companies don't make you use a special cord that you can't find anywhere. So that's really cool. But Hayrex claims to have the longest battery life, up to two years, and taking that human error factor out, that forgetting to keep the device charged, I wonder if that could be a really important key to this device having total staying power, literally, uh, to make sure that People actually keep it on their pet and, and it gets used without losing that data um, for recharging periods. I think all three of these tools have great promise. They've each got unique approaches, yes, and I really can't wait to see how that plays out in the next year. And we'll, of course, keep you up to date on uh, discoveries as we see them throughout the year. Well, that's about all we have time for today. I want to thank Bill Rebozo from Babblebark Babblevet for coming to talk to us, and Joe Young from Vet Tracks, uh, and Desiree Howell, Nathan Lawrence, and Phil Cunningham from Hayrex for all taking time away from their very busy booths at NAVC to come and chat with me. In the next few weeks, I've got a lot more to share from NAVC. Like I said, I met a ton of people. We are going to talk to um, some folks about some cutting-edge drug therapies um, that are really making huge strides in how we treat our pets, science behind a prescription food, and I am most excited to share with you some new advances in cat care, especially in not what, but how we feed our cats. So make sure to tune in next Saturday for that and every Saturday thereafter for Pet Lover Geek on Voice America's Variety Channel. Thank you for tuning in this week for Pet Lover Geek. Please join your host, Lorian Clemens, for another edition next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go grab your best friend and take them out and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 